Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotion. Reading once again from J.I. Packer's Praying the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Packer, one of my very favorite all-time theologians, uh, gone home to be with the Lord now, but uh, uh, was on the Board of Governors for uh, Regent College and uh, written many, many books on theology and um, just a wonderful, godly man and a wise sage uh, when it comes to Bible knowledge, understanding who God is, understanding who we are. His his book, Knowing God, is one of those top 10 books of all time uh, outside of the Bible that I would have to have with me on a, on a desert island if I were trapped there on the back of uh, praying the Lord's Prayer. It A uh, couple of interesting little sentences before I read you one little section from this book. Praying is a problem for many people. Christians often go through the motions of prayer because it is expected of them, but they often are left wondering, did God hear me? Does he even care? Uh, in this book, Uh, from J.I. Packer. He presents a powerful truth. Prayer is a natural activity between the Heavenly Father and his children. Uh, Packer goes on to talk about uh, each phrase of Christ's pattern of prayer uh, helps us to grasp the basic principles and guidelines of prayer. And then uh, each of the chapters here, I'm going to read chapter four uh, today for you. Uh, which is uh, each of these chapters focuses in on just one little phrase or line of the Lord's Prayer. And as you reflect upon it as this model prayer that Jesus gave us, uh, makes it all the richer. Um, And I I, I so appreciate it. So this is uh, chapter four, and it's focusing in on the phrase, which art in heaven. So our Father, which art in heaven, as the Lord's Prayer begins. He quotes from Isaiah 57, 15 first, Thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit. Now, that's that's a great way for him as he sets up what he's about to say, um, as he amplifies what we have in this phrase, uh, which art in heaven. Uh, from the Lord's Prayer. He says, uh, Packer says, the vitality of prayer has, uh, it largely lies in the vision of God that prompts it. Okay, so if if you have drab thoughts of God, it will make prayer dull. Could this be your problem? He asks that question boldly. I love that he does that. And perhaps if it is a problem for you, if you find prayer dull, um, the way he has connected that to your thoughts of God or our thoughts of God and what we think of God, um, maybe that's something good for us to consider today. Uh, what do we think of God? Uh, who is it that we are praying to? And um, uh, sometimes I think uh, understanding or thinking about that a little bit ahead of time before we even begin to pray uh, is such a wonderful thing to do. So in this model prayer, he's saying, drab thoughts of God make prayer dull. Could this be your problem? A book was once published with the title, Great Prayers of the Bible. Uh, the mark of great prayers in the Bible or elsewhere is that they express a great awareness of a great God. 
I think that's so true, isn't it? Yeah. The invocation of God in the Lord's Prayer draws us into just such an awareness. Our Father speaks of the quality and depth of God's love to Christ's people, all the sustained care and concern that a perfect Father could show. The next phrase, who art in heaven, sets before us the fact that our divine Father is great, eternal, infinite, almighty. Thus, that phrase makes us realize that God's love is unchanging, unlimited, unconquerable in its purpose, and more than able to deal with all the needs we bring when we pray. Prayer shaped and supported by thoughts like this will not be dull. I think he's right. (laughs) Um, He goes on to say, since God is spirit, heaven here, that term heaven, cannot signify a place remote from us that he inhabits. The Greek gods were thought of as spending most of their time far away from earth in the celestial equivalent of the Bahamas. But the God of the Bible is not like this. Granted, the heaven where saints and angels dwell has to be thought of as a sort of locality because saints and angels as God's creatures exist in space and time. But when the creator is said to be in heaven, who art in heaven, uh, the thought is that he exists on a different plane from us rather than in a different place. That God in heaven is always near to his children on earth is something that the Bible takes for granted throughout. That's so true and so comforting, isn't it? Um, No matter what you're going through today, no matter where you are, no matter how far you may have strayed from the Lord, he is as near as your heartbeat, as your next breath. Well, Packard goes on and says, knowledge of God's greatness should both humble us, uh, that is, cut us down to size, he puts in parentheses, and move us to worship. So humbled and moved to worship. The Lord's Prayer was meant to teach us And not just to ask for things, but also to worship God for all that he is. And thus to hallow his name in our own hearts. Angels and saints in glory worship God as Father. And so on earth must we, knowing that our Father God is in heaven, or parentheses, putting it the other way around, close parentheses, knowing that God in heaven is our Father, is meant to increase wonder, joy, and sense of privilege at being his children and being given a hotline or or prayer for communication with him. Hotline, it truly is, for though he is Lord of the worlds, he also has time for us. His eye is on everything, every moment, yet we always have his full attention whenever we call on him. I've got to read that last sentence again. That was worth it, wasn't it? Um, Though he is Lord of the worlds, he always has time for us. His eye is on everything, every moment, yet we always have his full attention whenever we call on him. Marvelous. But have we really taken this in? It merits much thought, and there are two roads along which our minds can travel in order to grasp it properly. Either... Think first of God's greatness as the infinite, eternal creator who dwells in unapproachable light, as we read about in uh, 1 Timothy 6, apparently remote, 
Um, think of Solomon's question, will God indeed dwell with man on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. That's from um, the prayer of dedication of the temple that Solomon offered in uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 6. But then think of what is in effect God's reply to Solomon. And now Packer's going to quote from Isaiah, and it's the disposition of God's heart uh, toward us when we pray. Uh, so he says, yet yeah, think of what, in effect, God's reply was to those questions Solomon asked. Thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit. We open this devotional reading that uh, verse from Isaiah 57, 15, and what a great verse it is to ponder. Uh, and to just dwell and uh, uh, think upon. Then remind yourself, says Packer, that this promise finds its deepest fulfillment when God becomes the father of insignificant sinful mortals like us, sinners who are contrite in repentance, humble in acknowledging their ill-deserved and fleeing by faith to Jesus for refuge. For this awesome, holy, transcendent God stoops down in love to lift us up from the gutter, so to speak, brings us into his family, gives himself to us in unstinting fellowship, and thus enriches us forever. Or think of God's fatherhood and then remind yourself that he is, quote, in heaven, end quotes, a heavenly father, as we say, which means that he is free from all the limitations, inadequacies, and flaws that are found in earthly parents, and that his fatherhood, like all his other relationships, is from every standpoint absolutely ideal, perfect, and glorious. Dwell on the fact that there is no better father, no parent more deeply committed to his children's welfare, or more wise and generous in promoting it than God, the Creator. Let your thoughts move to and fro like an accelerating pendulum, taking ever wider swings. He's my Father, and He's God in heaven. He's God in heaven, and He's my Father. It's beyond belief, but it's true. Grasp this, or rather let it grasp you. Then tell God what you feel about it. And that will be the worship that our Lord wanted to evoke when he gave us this thought pattern for the invocation of the one who is both his father and ours. And in uh, this book, Praying the Lord's Prayer, each chapter ends with some questions for thought and discussion. And I love that they have done that because this is a great little book for a small group, home group, whatever. This would be an awesome book to, to walk through together. But here are some Here's uh, uh, three bulleted questions. Uh, often he has more than one question to each bullet, but it's sort of similar. Uh, the first one is, what is the importance of the fact that the God to whom we pray is in heaven? All right, so just remind yourself of everything we've just thought through when we say, our Father, who art in heaven? What is the importance of that fact? Secondly, what is meant by saying that God exists on a different plane from us rather than in a different place from us? What does this tell us about God? What does it tell us about the nearness of God? Mm, 
Thirdly, what response should a knowledge of God's greatness evoke in us? And I might just tag on to the end there. What response should a knowledge of God's nearness evoke in us as well? Praying the Lord's Prayer by J.I. Packer. Mm. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray all of this, of course, in the name of Jesus. And this day, Lord, may we be mindful of your presence. May we walk uh, in, in nearness to Jesus. May the Holy Spirit, uh, may his abiding presence um, uh, not only empower us today for witness, but encourage each and every one of us. Draw us closer to Jesus, our beautiful Savior and Redeemer, in whose name we pray. Amen and amen. Have a great one. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Keggy.